Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the air conditioner. <laughs> I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. One tip is, well I guess this really isn't a tip because how can you possibly know when your or if your door latch is going to fail? <laughs> so I guess there's a tip, always have a second way into your RV. Yeah. Which I we mean, we don't really have either. So I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how can how we to, follow well we I don't rock. know how to write this tip, but the what it's coming from is that our neighbor at the FMCA convention yesterday got locked out of their camper. Yeah. She blamed herself. She thought she locked it before she closed the door. And so we thought and found some tools and wound up she crawled through a crawl space and he lifted the bed and she crawled in under the bed and came to the door to let everybody in and lo and behold she couldn't get it open from the inside either yeah somewhere there is one of those old jokes that said one of my family members got locked in the car and it took us 43 minutes to get them out <laughs> but in this case it was no joke she really she was, was locked truly in. locked in now it was a class c so the good thing is that they had you know van they had truck doors in the cab for them to get through in and out and he's getting it fixed today he went and got a new law a new latch for the door but literally it just plain broke from the inside and their door would not open no is that not nutty so what happened it seems is the mechanical where the latch attaches to the latch inside just broke so pulling the handle did nothing Right. And so there was no way to actually open that door short of what I believe he did was essentially unscrew the latch from the inside mm -hmm. and remove it and go to Bish's RV. Shout out to you, Yay, Josh Winters. Uh, but he went to Bish's RV and got a replacement latch. Now, you said Josh Winters, but this isn't the Coldwater, Michigan location of Bish's. This is the Lincoln, Nebraska. Right, right. But Bish's. I mean, still, you know. But, you know, it's still, we still are friends with Josh and we shout at him whenever we can. Yeah. But anyway, it was a wacky situation. I mean, you know, here we were trying all kinds of things to get into the rig and finally there was fortunately a baggage compartment unlocked yeah the only baggage compartment that was unlocked yeah. by a weird coincidence because they had really done a good job of locking everything up so i don't know is the tip don't lock everything up that yeah. seems not okay but right crazy i've read about this i read about this like every week or two somebody has to send their kid through the hold or something and i saw it happen with my own two eyes and there were no children around to no. send through. No, and we didn't laugh or anything. Well, we laughed with her. Right, right. <laughs> but it was a wacky deal. I mean, they had to go in through a baggage compartment and up past the bed and get inside. And then she tried to open the door from the inside and couldn't. And so she passed the keys through a window to me and I couldn't open the door. And that's when I realized 
That latch is kaput. Yeah, so really a good thing that they had the kind of camper that they had so they could use those doors. Because if we got locked inside, I guess one of us would be trying to squeeze through that emergency window. Oh boy, well, <sighs> or just kick the darn door. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, the RV door is, I don't know what, a one inch thick piece of styrofoam. Right. Although that would be a bummer because you damaged your door. Right, then you can't lock yourself in or you can't lock anybody else out until you get your right. door fixed. Well, I think the solution would be to unscrew the latch. Yeah. Anyway, that was... Our first night at FMCA yeah. convention in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yep. And so <laughs> with that, we are coming to you from Lincoln, Nebraska at the, what, 105th annual FMCA well, convention? not 105th annual. The 105th convention, which as far as I know is twice a year. So... Oh, yeah, that's true. 50-something annual. <laughs> well, whatever. There's been a whole bunch of them, and right. we're looking forward to a great time. And if you're listening to this and you're within driving distance of Lincoln, Nebraska, well, heck, the FMCA has a deal where you can buy your entry into the convention and you get a free FMCA membership for one year. What a deal is that? Right. Or we actually do have one day passes. If you already are a member or something and you just want to come for a day, hit us up and we'll sneak you a pass out through the gate. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. So then it would be completely free. Well, we will be right back after this, but this week we are going to talk about, as you know, we just came from the Frog Rally and oh boy, did we load up on gadgets. It's a gadget palooza. It's a gadget palooza. Have gas prices got you down? <laughs> you can stay closer to home and experience local attractions in and around your city like never before. You can park your RV on site at a nearby harvest host, like a farm, and grab essentials that you might usually have to get at the supermarket, like wine. Like wine. <laughs> or alpaca fur. Uh, alpaca, alpaca blankets. blankets. <laughs> but you can skip the costly trip and stay at a harvest host. There's over 3,000 locations and there's sure to be something for you. You could escape the crowded and noisy campgrounds that have lawnmowers <laughs> in favor of a private spot on a beautiful property. Boondockers Welcome and Harvest Host allows RVers to experience their communities like never before. Enjoy truly unique experiences at over 3,000 locations in the United States and Canada without the camping fees. But best yet... Through the end of August, use the link in our discounts and deals page and get 20% off with the manual code, get this, H-F-F-R-I-N-D-S 20. H-H Friends H -H 20. H-H Friends 20. So that's 20% off. <laughs> now, if you use the deals and discounts link on our website, it will say to use a thing that says blah, blah, 15. And normally we have a 15% discount for our listeners. But right now in August, it's 20%. So if you've been considering it and you just thought, if only I could say five more percent, well, this is your chance. How's that for stressless camping? So we have been gadgetizing our, <laughs> is that a word? <laughs> yes, it our is mini light, now. Our mini light 2205S. We have been adding some fun and some, you know, really important gadgets. And so we just wanted to kind of tell you about them. Yeah. Give you a shopping list. <laughs> well, we're going to start with something called the Safety Rail Handrail. And this thing was so, po well, all right, back to the Frog Rally. 
We had a really nice spot, thank you to Rockwood, right smack dab in the front of the row there. And so people walking by could see our Rockwood Mini Light. And we have this safety rail, handrail, that was installed by Moride, so that's who made it, it was installed by Moride on our travel trailer before we even saw it, actually. Right, so, that was the rail that came with it. You know, a lot of people have the rail that folds back or folds forward over the door, and it's a, a railing that you can use as you're going up and down the stairs. So this is a different kind of a design, the safety rail. It doesn't fold back and forth. It just extends out and then extends back up into itself and stays with a magnet against the side of the camper when you're when it's closed. It's a 42 inch when it's fully extended and it kind of splits in half and there's a support brace that folds down with it. So when it's fully extended, it actually covers the entire length of your steps. Right. And I really like it, very stable. It definitely is a nice thing to hold on to as you're coming in and out of your RV. And it was so popular, people were literally knocking on our yeah. door saying, hey, what's that? Yes. We had a bunch of people like walk up and down our steps and try them. And lo and behold, they went over, Moride was there and they were selling these safety yes. rail handrails. So we didn't buy it as an aftermarket thing, but it just brought our attention to this device because it was popular. I mean, right. a lot of people were interested in it and wanted to try it out. So our handrail has quite some miles on it. People yeah. were, were pretty thrilled with it. And we're really thrilled with it. It's a, yeah, it for is sure. a nifty thing. Just as a shout out to Moride, we had the Moride stable, we have the Moride stable steps on our trailer and the latest version of these, I really have no issues with them. We have said that some of these in the past are pretty inconvenient. Not these, you just drop them down, there's a little button on the bottom, it drops down the feet and you're ready. Well, sure, the, the only inconvenience is you've gotta have enough space to open it up and close it and you know, so yeah. there's that. But the, the stability is has made it really worth it. And we're not doing quite as much running in and out day after day after day we're getting to places and staying for a few days or a couple weeks and so then once you have the space you have the space it's not a big deal yep and the other thing about the steps is that from moride we got motion activated lights yeah so this is another new gadget of theirs so the safety rail is new and we were among the first people to ever have it installed and then now they have motion activated lights that basically it's a LED strip. It's, I don't know, what is it? Like eight inches long, whatever. And it's battery powered. So you put in four AAA batteries yep. and it's motion activated. And so these are nifty to put under your steps. So as you go up the steps, they, they come on to light your way. Right. So it's a package of two that this comes in and we put one in the bathroom and one on the steps. Right. So that way in the middle of the night, when we have to get up for our midnight <laughs> yeah. midnight run, we don't have to turn on a light. That motion activated light comes on. And also when we're coming up the stairs after partying at FMCA right. <laughs> in yeah. the nighttime. It's a neat thing. It works well with the steps or, you know, you can put it pretty much anywhere. 
because it's just a magnetic strip and it comes with two lights as two complete light sets you know yep. two motion activated light sets magnetic strips for each one and then a metal bracket so you can screw it to you know pretty much anything and it comes with the screws and everything right. so yeah you can put that metal bracket in a baggage compartment or on your steps or whatever and it just is a nifty thing you can also turn off the motion activation or just turn the light on, on there's and a leave it on. little yeah. three-way switch there so right. nifty little device and as long as we're trying to get in through the door let's <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the moride latch extension yeah that's another thing so moride had these at the frog rally again and we did not have this already installed but we got one mm -hmm. and what it is is a longer metal rail i guess that attaches to the door of your to the door latch yeah yeah it attaches to the door latch and kind of brings the handle down so you can more easily open the door from the ground especially if you have a, a taller rig and it's hard for you to you know sometimes you have to go up the stairs to cat to get a hold of the latch and then pull the latch and then go back down the stairs to open the door and then go back up the stairs to get in and so this is just a way that you can reach more easily from the ground instead of having to reach all the way up to the latch you reach the bottom of that extension and pull that bar and that opens the door latch yeah and so I it's a lot easier to reach it i you know i know that it's easier for the kids to reach it and it just really helps so you don't have to like go up and down the stairs and knock yourself off the steps with the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you're right. It's really a, a nifty gadget. If you have wee ones that you travel with, they can easily reach the, the door. So mm -hmm. the, another nifty Moride gizmo that we got at the RV show. Another nifty Moride gizmo that came already on the camper when we picked it up is the cross brace stabilizers. Yeah, so I think some people might be familiar with a device called a JT strong arm mm -hmm. and that's kind of a competing product to this, but essentially the stabilizer jacks on our travel trailer also have a bar that extends to the opposite side of the trailer. And inside this bar is a screwing pipe thingamajigger <laughs> boy that's a tech term right there yeah. but what this is is essentially you tighten it with a crank handle that is included and it stabilizes the coach and it really does work it really does yeah it just adds more stability to the trailer than just the stabilizer jacks on their own yes and this is another thing you can have added to your trailer if you have stabilizer jacks so let's talk about some things that are not more ride yeah <laughs> maybe domatic if hydration is ever a problem for you and sometimes it is when we're on long drives and not necessarily in the rv because we've got the freshwater tank or a water hookup in the sink but sometimes when we are on long drives i can't get enough water <laughs> so we got the dometic go hydration water jug and the faucet that goes with it. These were designed by a gentleman named Owen Mesdag in Sweden. And uh, this guy has got all these great products to his credit, but the water jug is a insulated 
plastic jug that you put water in, of course, and it comes with a spigot that goes right on the jug. But we have been, Peggy, oh, you know what else we didn't mention? The Tupperware ice cube trays. Oh, right, that's so we'll right. Have to, <laughs> we have notes about all this because we bought so much stuff. We have to remember it all. But anyway, we fill this thing with ice, like a whole bunch of ice. And we also have like a, it's a spigot that goes with this, right? And it's uh, rechargeable. Yeah, it's actually a pump. So you can just push the button on the top and water flows out just like pumped water in the sink in the RV. Yeah, and it's this little, it's called the Dometic Go Hydration Water Faucet. And it's got a magnetic base and it comes with a couple of different metal dishes that you can stick to stuff, including the jug if you want, or your console, or outdoor kitchen is an option. I've seen yeah. van builds where people have the jerry can under the sink, the five gallon jerry can under the sink. Well, here's the neat thing. Two of these Dometic jugs will fit in the space exactly of a jerry can. So if you're an overlander and you have those holders for jerry cans, well, instead you can put these water jugs there and it fits right in and bing, bang, boom, you're all set. <laughs> There's little carry handle on it. As I said, it comes with a spigot and there's a really big hole at the top, so it's pretty easy to clean out. And it's uh, also easy for us to put lots and lots of ice in. That's right, because we bought Tupperware ice cube trays. <laughs> I, now, I already had one, but I really, really do like them because they have a lid on them that seals very well, because that's what Tupperware is known for. And then it has like a smaller seal that pops, you can pop it open tilt the tray up on its side and fill it to the fill line with water, close that top and then lay it down and make sure the water equalizes and it makes 14 perfect ice cubes. So we had one of those and I liked it very much and I said, well, this Go Hydration water jug needs more than 14 ice cubes. So I got a couple more <laughs> trays <laughs> so that I can, I have two or three trays every day that I can put the ice cubes into the jug and get, so we have actually cold water and Tony makes sure that the faucet part is charged up and then we just put it in the back seat of the truck. So every time I need a drink of water, I just grab the faucet, you know, it's on a piece of tubing, bring it up to my cup and fill my cup up. Yeah, there's even a little light. So when you're filling the water, it also turns on the light and it, it, it's a pretty neat thing. It's not an inexpensive thing. It is $70 for a jug and 100 bucks for the faucet, but it's, it's really well made and well thought through. And so I can see, like I say, overlanders will probably just swoon over this thing. <laughs> if you have, like if you're a tent camper or, you know, anything where you don't have a water system, this could be a great way to fix that problem with mm -hmm. running water and the nice thing is you know we fill ours with filtered water from a water pitcher so we don't really ever buy bottled water because bottled right. water you know you can you you can do your own research but it is a plague in my opinion <laughs> and so here we are with uh, not having a bunch of bottles that we have to throw away or water that has to be trucked all over and then Dometic 
took us one step further in the gadget palooza <laughs> yeah this was the super deluxe yeah the super deluxe change in our rv at frog rally we got a new domestic refrigerator yeah 12 volt refrigerator because the 12 volt refrigerator that came with our mini light was from ge and mm, it was not the best no 12 well, volt refrigerator Either. I'm sure you've read or heard or you know that in the RV world, there has been a lot of supply chain issues. Right. And so the fridge that I believe was specced with our trailer simply wasn't available. Right. And so as an RV manufacturer, you have to look around and see what else is available. And in the case of our trailer, we got a GE fridge and I didn't like it. Right. It seemed to run too often a little too loud there was no positive latch so a couple of times on the road the door popped open and slammed into those moride steps so we had dents way early yeah, on the fridge already had a bunch <laughs> of dents in the door and one night in the middle of the night one of the glass shelves shattered now the new one the dometic has glass shelves as well so I guess we're just going to hope that they don't shatter. And I think that was a fluke. But I think who, it you know, must have knows? been. I, we don't hear a lot about this happening. You know, I mean, I hear more about shower doors shattering than I do about glass shelves in the refrigerator. So hopefully we won't have this problem again. We really were kind of hoping for a 12-volt refrigerator that had wire shelves so we wouldn't have to worry at all. But yeah, those are not easy to find. Yeah. So, so the advantages of this Dometic fridge. So... As you know, I might be a little bit of a nerd, and we have this Rockwood with the power package, and that allows me to monitor consumption of different things on the trailer. And so overnight, I usually will see, the, you know, and there's so many variables, right? Like if the weather is really hot, the 12 volt, any fridge runs more to compensate. Sure. If the fridge is full of food, it may run differently than if it's empty. If it's full of water or, you know, liquids, that tends to be more efficient than an empty fridge. Blah, blah, blah. So there's a million billion variables. But what I found was that the GE 12-volt fridge would consume about 80 to 110 amp hours of power in a day. So what that means is, let's say you have a normal RV and you have a single uh, 100 amp hour lithium battery, the GE fridge all by itself would completely deplete that battery if you had no like solar or anything like that, right? Sure. If you just had that battery and ran the fridge, it is entirely possible that that GE fridge would consume the entire lithium battery. The Dometic seems much more efficient and the Dometic was designed from scratch as a 12 volt fridge and Dometic even admitted hey we're a little late to the game we said that these 12 volt fridges are a passing fad and then we realized yeah nope so we're just <laughs> going to go from scratch and do a really good design and I believe they nailed that. I think they have the advantage that they got to see what things went wrong with some of the others so they could bypass that cycle. Yeah, it appears that this fridge, we've been in about the same temperature as we were before and with about the same contents in the fridge as we had before. And it seems that it's using about 70 to 80 amp hours over a 24 hour period. So it seems more efficient. And I believe 
two things contribute to that, a better compressor than we had in the GE fridge, but also this Dometic fridge has a fan built into it. So there's yeah. a fan in the freezer and a fan in the refrigerator and it blows the air around better and is just more efficient that way. It also seems to be much more consistent front to back. So the stuff in the door, like let's say you put, you know, your carton of milk on the yeah, door, on the door, on the GE fridge, it didn't get that cold, whereas it would be frozen at the back. Yeah. <laughs> so front to back, there's a huge variation in temperature. The Dometic does not seem to be plagued by that. The Dometic also has digital controls, whereas the GE had a knob, and the Dometic has various modes. So there is an eco mode, which tends to run a little bit more efficiently. And if you are operating on battery power, you can switch it to eco mode overnight. There is a quiet mode where the fan does not basically run. And there is a power mode where it will do everything it can to chill your beer. Now I'm going to say that the eco mode and the silent mode aren't as cold. So that might not be a problem, but if it is a problem, then it's something you should be aware of that those are because the fan's not running, it tends to not blow that cool air around as well. And the eco mode, I think that's the whole point, is it just doesn't work as hard to get things cold. So just know that, you know, doing it overnight when it's cool anyway is probably not a problem. But the next day when it's going to be 90, take it out of eco mode. Yeah, make sure to put it back in its <laughs> normal mode. So I like the choices. And as Peggy said... It has a mechanical door latch for both the fridge and freezer. You know, things that are well-designed, mechanical things that are well-designed to me are really satisfying. Yeah. And so the way this latch closes makes me happy. It's, it's such yeah, a it neat... Yeah, it makes a click that is very obvious and very clearly latched. Yeah, it's just well done. It's not, you don't have to force it. There's a latch for the fridge and the freezer. And it also has a provision where if you plan to store your RV, you can turn the fridge off. And it has a provision to keep the door partially open so that it doesn't get all gross inside. So right. well, and I, I, I would, I'm, oh, sorry. oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm going to say one more thing about that latch. Not that I'm like super worried about what my fingernails look like, but sometimes they can be kind of brittle. And our old refrigerator, the way that the latch was designed, I was always afraid I was going to break a nail, like catch a nail and, you know, and snap mm. past it and break the nail off. And this design does not ever, I never have that fear that I'm going to break a nail. No, it's just a really well-designed door handle. Yep. A door handle and latch. I'm quite pleased with this fridge. I think it looks better too, but that's subjective naturally. <laughs> well, it is flat across the front, so our magnet bar can hang horizontally and not only be able to hang vertically. True that. <laughs> True that. So we also, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before, but since we're listing gadgets, we have to re-mention <laughs> our bike rack. It's the Kurt Trace-style bike rack. We put our two electric e-bikes on the back. We take the batteries out, so they're lighter, and the whole thing is well under the 300-pound rated capacity of the receiver on the back of our trailer. Yes. I will say somebody very legitimately said that Kurt bike rack is specifically says don't put it on a trailer. So, oh, yeah. there you go. I do feel responsible for 
sharing all the truth and it says not to do it and we do it so <laughs> there you go so far it's been good you just need to make sure that i mean gosh we've probably put 1500 miles with those bikes back there right right and we still have the bikes we also got a bike cover and our new friends from rv daydream mike and heidi had this bike cover that we got chance to you know look and feel and touch and know that it's what we wanted and so we got the cover we bought two covers on amazon for the bikes that they say were big enough for two bikes and they were but it was stretching it a bit kind of like me and the truth <laughs> <laughs> but seriously folks it was stretching the cover a bit i think they fit just fine the problem is that they were really thin material and you know the flapping around on the back of the trailer and the <laughs> bouncing around with the bikes they got some holes in them and they didn't really last that well and that's okay because what we wanted to do was cover them while we determined that we knew that the bike rack was going to be the right answer for us and now that we know that the bike rack is what we want then we invested in a little bit better bike cover well the first bike covers were 15 bucks each this new one was 70 dollars or 67 dollars on amazon and boy it's it's nine days much bigger the material is really substantial yeah it's a good heavy nylon and it's got some nifty little grommets and attachomatics on it so we're quite pleased with this bike cover uh, has reflective handles and it's from a company called pro bike tool and we'll put an amazon link there we're pretty happy with that so one more thing that we got from mike and heidi from rv daydream <laughs> was the beach lane levelers now pretty sure we have told you about the camco levelers and how much how little success we had with those yeah they just were those wedges that you drive on and they had a rubber pad that was attached to the leveler and it didn't take long for us to literally shove that rubber pad clean off the yeah it just came wedges. right off I mean, the it, levelers it, yeah not not good my theory is that those camco levelers were a bit too steep and so it was harder to drive up onto them we in the past had an anderson leveler that we loved very much but the andersons unfortunately are a little bit too long to fit in between the two axles the two tires of a dual axle trailer so we've got the happy medium from mike and heidi and it's the beach lane brand and they are kind of in between size wise and they seem very very sturdy they just really seem to be the answer for us here's another thing there is a regular height wedge and then an additional inch that you can attach oh that's right yeah they have a little snap-in yeah like a section. like a lift like those a people <laughs> who want to be taller and put, <laughs> and that put in lift their in shoes. their shoes right <laughs> they also come in a nifty little zippy bag we like these beach lane levelers they're yeah. they're pretty slick now if we could only go to a place that's not very level so we could try them out <laughs> <laughs> the second to last thing we got was super cheap but we were at aldi yeah uh, we were shopping for grub and there was a laptop stand that has like a z fold to it and it was not very expensive and pretty infinitely adjustable 
I thought, well, I'll give this a try. It's pretty, you know, it's not very expensive, but it will raise up the laptop to where I, I like it. It's almost even with my face when I'm sitting down. It's like a platform with, yeah. with legs on either side, and each of those legs is like three parts with an infinite hinge in the middle. So you could put that thing in any position and like Tony has it on his desk, so it's flat on the bottom, but if you had it, maybe you were laying it on the bed and you needed a, the bottom not to be flat and level, you could do that. And he liked it so much that I made him go back to Aldi and buy me one too. Right. <laughs> we did find them on Amazon later. Right. They were just a smoking deal at Aldi. So we'll put an Amazon link in case you don't have an Aldi near you. We don't have one necessarily near us, so every time we see one in out in the wild, so to speak, where we are, <laughs> we we make a point to go shopping and good groceries, but also that middle aisle that has all that stuff. Yeah, the temporary stuff. That's <laughs> so fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'll put a picture, if you are listening to this, head over to stresslesscamping.com because I'll put a picture of how I've fixed it up. But I happen to use a Mac computer and I have an iPad Pro. And I actually use that iPad Pro as a second monitor. And I got this idea from Robert Morales, Traveling Robert. But instead of the screens being, two screens being next to each other, I use the iPad Pro beneath the laptop and use that as two screens. It works really well, I yeah, think. So, and good. it's really like you can fold up this laptop stand and the two, you know, the iPad Pro and the Mac, and it all fits in a backpack. It's pretty slick. And then the last, the last thing, thing we want to tell you about. Well, we're gonna we're gonna tell you about it, but we're gonna have someone help us. Right, as they did putting this into our right. trailer. <laughs> Two great states, two great rallies, <laughs> one great new friend. Absolutely. <laughs> we are sitting here with Daryl Apps from Wacko Products. Yes. And Daryl, while we were at the Frog Rally last week, helped us put our RV air conditioner silencer in because that's what Daryl invented. Yes, yeah, we've been chasing each other around for a while, and yeah. now we finally have a little time before we start up another rally, right? Absolutely. Right. <laughs> so one of the things that you may not believe, listening from wherever you are, our air conditioner is actually on and running right now because it's right. 90 degrees here in Lincoln, Nebraska. That's right. I don't know if you can hear it wherever you are, but... I can barely can, yeah. hear it from where I am, and it's... I'm closest. And that is because Daryl came and installed... The RVAC silencer for your Coleman air conditioner. It's a terrific device that he invented. You are an RVer, I believe. You bet. We've been RVing, well, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we had four girls, so that was the only way we could do vacation was jumping in an RV or in a van or a truck or whatever you could to go from place to place. We couldn't afford plane tickets to run right? to fly four people to some place, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we had to. What really got me into class A or something with a bathroom on board again because I had four girls <laughs> you know and you know, we had to go vacationing on the weekends or try to make a five day trip into seven days and I'd drive all night long you know <laughs> the girls one of them had to go to the bathroom at some point so that's what got us into a class A and class B's and something with an onboard bathroom that we didn't have to stop to, to use facilities and whatnot also brought us the conveniences of having an onboard generator and yeah. and air conditioners yeah. that we can use anytime, right? Right. Yeah, and therein came the impetus for an idea. That's right. That's right. Actually, it was, uh, we were camping. We actually, the wife and I, we actually had a weekend by ourselves. 
Wow. No kids. So we booked a campground for one weekend with 50 amp service and it was a warm day like today you know i think it was like 95 98 degrees oh and we boy. were in wisconsin because we're from green bay wisconsin okay and humidity it felt like about 150 <laughs> percent i don't know how it wasn't raining my wife decided she was gonna watch tv we're sitting there and i'm like she goes you gotta turn your air conditioner off i cannot hear this tv <laughs> and i said what what we should be running both air conditioners. We got 50 amp service. Right. We should be sitting here cool and, you know, relaxed. Instead, I'm sliding out of the couch because I'm sweating. <laughs> you know, I'm like, something had to be done. Yeah. So yeah. I literally walked out of the RV that day and just start looking around, walking around, just putting ideas together, grabbing anything I could. I, I actually grabbed, believe it or not, I dumped out my case of beer. Oh, man. Yeah. It was a full case yet. Dumped it <laughs> out, took the cardboard from that, and I'm just trying to cut things up. And just, I had no idea where I was going to go with this, what I was going to do, but I knew you just had to do something. Couldn't sit inside, slip now uh, the couch. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was going to sit inside. No, no. So ultimately, you came up with the RV8 air conditioner silencer. Correct. Not only does it reduce the audio volume, you can tell it's quieter, right? Right. But it does more than that. Yeah, we do. Everybody likes to look at noise or volume levels as decimals, but unfortunately a lot of people don't really know what a decimal equates to or what it results of, you yeah. know, from plus or minus one or two, three, seven, ten decimals. But we not only reduce the overall volume, but we can also change the high frequencies and get rid of that pitch noise and, and the things that really bother our ears, especially pets. Anybody has a hearing aid, sometimes they're, they're pick up weird frequencies, sometimes they'll get a humming noise, buzzing noise, you know, and this, I'm not guaranteeing it, but sometimes can help you right. with some of that. Uh, I know a lot of pet owners say that, you know, their cat come off the ground, you know, three feet off the ground and oh. hides every time the air conditioner turns on, and they're actually scared to get in back into the RV. Interesting. Oh. And uh, we have helped those pet owners, you know, with, that, with the silencer too. Awesome. So not only we change that volume or pitch and, and whatnot, but we also do help increase the airflow. As we sit here, it's 90 degrees and we have our air conditioner on low and that's plenty. It's blowing. Yeah, it's totally fine. Because the RV air conditioner silencer has increased the volume of air even at the low setting to where we don't have to run it on high. Yeah. Correct. And that's, you know, all in the design. There's, you know, everybody says, well, what makes it have more airflow? What makes it more? It's actually the complete design. There's not one thing I can point at. There's multiple things we've changed. Right, right. You know, it's it's how it's going into the air conditioner. It's the filter style we use. There's all kinds of things. So it's not just one thing that does the trick. Now, I want to make sure that people know that it does not look like a beer case. <laughs> No, it's very professional looking. It's very nice looking. It's just a white cover with some slatty holes in it, which probably sounds just like your air conditioner cover, but it's what's kind of inside that cover also, the filter and the size of the holes. And like you said, a whole slew of things all added up together to make it, it looks terrific. It does not look like it doesn't belong there. Since you mentioned the filter, we also get better air filtering with the RV air conditioner silencer. Right. Traditionally, air conditioners use a piece of foam in there for their filter. Yeah. Foam filters are, are inexpensive. They do work to a certain degree. But when we're looking at something in, in RVs where we have, you know, where really you look at it, some of these items in RVs are undersized. 
there's nothing in an RV that's usually oversized. <laughs> right. Okay. So Except we the bottom line price. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, right? Maybe. <laughs> so, you know, really every item in your RV has to work at 100% capacity. Right. And when I start designing this product, I found out that really we were not maximizing the air conditioners. You know, they're being restricted. And one of the things restricted by was airflow. You know, so as I was designing I found that I could do a lot better in the filtration side and increase that volume of air available to the air conditioner. Now, we can't guarantee you're gonna get more volume of air out of the air conditioner through your ductwork because you could have collapsed ductwork, you know, you could have things going up in the ceiling that are out of my control. Sure. It may even be out of your control. <laughs> you know, that's something that was done on the factory line or whatnot. But we definitely provide more air access to the air conditioner to use it if it can. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And we go with an electrostatic filter which is completely different design than a foam filter. Yeah, it's really different and several layers, right? So right. it has different kind of size parts, but also I love that you pointed out those foam ones that came with it. Once you kind of vacuum it or wash it or scrub it, it changes the size of the screen. Correct. And because of the design of yours, it's got so many layers and it's stiffer and it doesn't like we can vacuum it or put it under the sink or whatever we need to do to clean it out. Correct. Yeah, a foam one, you actually never want to vacuum. If you vacuum a foam, you might as well throw it away because you actually broke the structure down of that foam. Because remember, foam, how it captures dirt is actually capturing the dirt or stopping that dirt. With electrostatic, dirt actually captures itself through static electricity. Oh, so right. it's a different way how it captures air. That's why it allows more air flow. And like you had said earlier, actually have multiple layers. It actually starts from coarse and goes to fine as it goes through the filter. Three-dimensional filter, so it will not crush under pressure. Yeah. Uh, where foam will actually suck itself flat, mm. you know, once it d get dirt gets onto it. That makes sense. Even there's mm -hmm. some companies that use what they call a single, I call a single layer mesh. That works good, better than foam, but soon again, as soon as you get dirt on it or that, that structure starts stretching, now you have holes in it, now dirt can pass right through it. So you'll typically see a, a single layer mesh last for about a year, and when it starts stretching, it's really, it's no good. Yeah. Mine being multiple layer, even if it does stretch, we still have layers there of protection. It's really, truly a lifetime filter. You can vacuum it, or you can take it and just wash it in dishwater. I just wash it in a sink, mm -hmm. let it air dry, and reinstall. It's that easy. We all go, as RVers, we go places that we think are pretty, right? Woods, <laughs> right. fields, and they're full of pollen and all sorts of... Or all that dust in the desert yeah, where I love so much. The so <laughs> the fact that you're improving the filtration is a big deal. I don't think people realize how big a deal it is, but it is. Right. Exactly, exactly. And that's one of the questions I do get. Well, how often do you need to clean the filter? Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, it depends on your environment you're in. You just mentioned it. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you're at a dirt track with, you know, dirt bikes and racing and everything else, <laughs> and, you know, and you're leaving the doors and windows open and the air conditioner's running, it, it, might, it, might, it might not make it through the day. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All I tell people is, you know, before, if you checked it at one month, I would wait a month and take a look at it and decide from there. Yeah. Because we don't know. You could be going from Arizona in the desert or wherever it is, and you could be going you know, to the north woods of Wisconsin and not have a dust, any dust anywhere, yeah. you know? And again, you got the pollen, you've got all these things. And that's one nice thing with a filter. If you do have allergies, you can wash them out. Right. I would just suggest having a spare one that's dry, ready to go, because if you do have allergies, you're gonna to wanna to wash them. And that yeah. was one dry cement shelf, just ready to exchange. And then you can wash the next one, let it dry. Well, or how many idea. 
RVers travel with pets, and let's face it, this is a small space. Oh yes, yep. And unless you have a standard poodle, which does not shed, shed. right, you've got your pet dander and right, your you got pet yeah. dander. And mm -hmm. I'm seeing more and more cats too. Yeah, absolutely, and especially the last two years with the COVID, a lot of people have left their homes, yes. whether right. they're teachers, they can work from on the road, whatever it is. This is became their home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the RVA silencer has been a game changer for people trying to work from their RVs. No doubt about it. For sure. Yeah, I could easily have a Zoom meeting, which I just realized I forgot one. Nah. But anyway, <laughs> I could easily have a Zoom meeting and not have to turn off the air conditioner. Correct. Yeah. Like, I mean, as I said, we are recording with the air conditioner running at the moment because it's hot and to prove a point. Hey, I, we could yeah. talk over this easily. And easily. if we knew how to use it, we could probably even watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, somewhere there's a remote. There's a remote somewhere. So Daryl, you mentioned the air intake increases, but you may not get an increase of outflow. Does that combination kind of help the air conditioner not work so hard? Oh, absolutely. Getting that extra air? Yeah, absolutely. Providing the extra air to it it allows the, like I said, the air conditioner to push as much air as it can. So you're not restricting that air intake at all. You're absolutely right. It definitely does and can increase the life of the motors and drives in the system. There's no doubt about it. That's really a nice thing about it. Yeah. Uh, and it's really easy to clean. And we actually use a UV protectant in our plastic so it doesn't yellow. A lot of the, your, oh. your old ones you take down, it might be a year right. or two old and it's starting to yellow. And also it gets very brittle. You know, and that like point. all those all those RV plastics right. too. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. I know. I used to, you know, stop at a campground for the night and find open a door and find a filter, <laughs> and the retainer laying on the floor all broke to pieces. Oh boy. Now you can't run the air conditioner because you have no way to hold a filter in place. Yeah. And talking about that, that's one thing I did do is I took the filter and I put it on a frame. Right. So now all the air has to go through that filter. Yes. I feel that's important. Yeah. The air should not go around that filter. It should be going through that filter. Right, right. Right? For a man who loves electronics like you do, that's kind of surprising you wouldn't have thought of that. I thought of it. It just doesn't mean I took action on it. <laughs> There's a difference between thinking about it and action? I think about a lot of things. <laughs> well, I guess for the most part, I'm glad you don't take action on them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm back in business. So can you walk us through an installation? I know it's pretty simple. We had you help us because our ceiling is curved. Our whole roof is kind of curved like a barrel, sorta. Not that much, obviously. <laughs> right, right. And so you did do a couple extra things and that's why we were a little a little uncertain to grab out the screwdrivers on our own. Yeah, how so. <laughs> cool was that that we, we were able to get the man himself to do the installation? Yeah. Right, you know, and that's that's one thing with, with RVs is, you know, there's, I always say there's never two RVs built the same. Right. You know, just as is, you know, your friend and, and yourself could have the same RV, same air conditioner, walk in one, and one could be, they call it quiet, next one could be noisy. Every RV is a little different. In your case, like you said, you did have that ceiling, that barreled ceiling, and I call it from east to west or left to right where, yeah. it, where it's bowed. It's very important because my product that the silencer is actually a flat surface. So when we put it on a curved surface, you could have a gap there where you can have air leaks. Right. And in theory, when you have air leaks, you have noise leaks. So we want to make really sure that this product is sealed tight to the ceiling and no air leaks all around it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's kind of where, you know, we add a little extra foam in there to kind of take up that gap in that center to seal it up. And that's very, very important. One of the things that's very important also is before you install any of my kits, whether it's for a Coleman, Dematic, or the GE, is to make sure that up in the ceiling, 
and up in that, that plenum area of the air conditioner itself that everything up in there is put together correctly. There's three things that you really want to look at for sure. Mm-hmm. Number one is going to be that your, your duct work going to your vents, that's your supply side, that those are all wide open, clear, and there's no loose tape up in there where air or air can get between a ceiling and a vents. You just want to make sure it's got a nice smooth transition because again, we're going to provide more air, so it's got to get out somewhere. Right. Yeah. And you include that foil tape with the RVAC silencer. We do include eight feet of foil tape in there. Number one, that's that's to help with the installation. Also, there should have some extra to do some minor repairs. So if you do see where you got some big gaps up in there, you might have to go to a hardware store, get some foil tape, and fix up the rest of the holes in there. Talking about holes you know, on the air intake side, where all your electrical wiring and stuff comes through, it's very common that I see that there's a wire going through where they drill a half inch hole and you right. got a quarter inch wire coming through and they don't seal the hole back up. Oh, right. So in other words, that's, remember, that's on the other side of the filter. So we want to make sure all that net, net area is all sealed nice and tight. We don't want to pull any air from anywhere besides going past that filter. Right. Second thing is going to be the free sensor. There's going to be a little wire on the air intake side it looks like, I always describe it, it's either white or gray wire. It looks like somebody cut the end off, put a little tape on it. That's actually a thermistor. Ah. And what that job is, it sticks up in the coil of the air conditioner. You can see it on the air intake side. And that measures the temperature of the coil and turns the compressor off before the coil will freeze. Mm. So that could be 34 degrees, it could be 38, it depends on the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. So that's what that job is to do. Great. Third thing, there's a center divider that separates the air intake side from the supply side. Right. That is common that that leaks. Yeah, you had taped up portions of ours. I when did. You, you I used did. almost that whole eight feet yeah. trying to make sure yeah, with right. that And yours actually was in fairly curve. good shape. I've gone to some where that is completely blown out. Oh boy. So remember, we're gonna provide more air. So if that center divider is weak or has a hole in it or whatever it is, the extra air flows can either blow it right out completely or blow it a hole bigger. Mm. So right. that has to be sealed. But these three things should have been done from the get-go. Now, it could have been done at the factory, and it just fall apart as you bounce these things down the road, yeah. or through time, things just fall apart. It's part of maintenance, if you want to call it. Yeah. So these do have to be done, regardless whether you use my system or not, or whether you use the stock, stock system. These have to be done. But typically, I mean, we had the good fortune of having you come and put ours in, but this is really something, if you know which end of the screwdriver to hold, there's no drilling or modifying you're basically taking off the plastic pieces that are there and replacing them with your rvac silencer correct i did make this so it's a do-it-yourself kit i kind of tell people the first time you do this going to take you 20 to 30 minutes the second one's going to take you 15 minutes (laughs) but you'll spend more time doing repair work up in that ceiling of the the three things we talked about right it is going into existing holes we're not drilling any holes i do send all the screws and hardware with it i do send that extra foil tape with it so the only thing you need to provide is a screwdriver and your time and it all goes right on up in there i'd call this a one beer project one beer project <laughs> yeah it's a one i could beer. probably stretch it yeah. to a two beer project if, I oh, wanted to. Whoa, if you really no, wanted to right i mean <laughs> heck, we could turn it into a six-pack project but it's simple enough that yeah. you, you could do it during a beer or i would have even allowed you to do it now that i've seen it happen after a beer yeah it's, <laughs> it's a relatively simple process yep it's just something that 
we really like. What does one of these systems cost? So right now we, we have them advertised for suggested retail price of 209. We do some rallies and shows. Sometimes we can offer a discount. It depends on where we're at. I do have dealers and distributors throughout the US. We're starting to build up our dealer network. So you can contact them also. If you happen to know an area that has one, you can go on a website, you can see some of our dealers. So we are expanding and looking for dealers every day, especially traveling mobile techs. Yeah. They oh, love right. this product, you know, because sure. you know, they can do this, have a couple in their truck as they're traveling through the day. They're out fixing a faucet. And next thing you know, they're installing an RVAC silencer. <laughs> so it's great for them. Yeah, and great for the customer. Absolutely, too. absolutely. Because yeah. so, they didn't even know it was available. Remember, we're only a five-year-old company. Yeah. And uh, we grew this from the ground on up. Uh, yeah. I did all the grassroots campaigning. I've done all the I've done all these shows myself. I really want to stay in touch with the customer to be able to improve upon the product. Right. You know, and I have made improvements through customer feedback. You know, I might think it's the perfect thing in the world, but you put it in a customer's hands, they see things they differently see than yeah. I do. We thing. all bring right? a different set of eyes to the table. Absolutely. So we've been talking to you really since the first time we met you at an FMCA convention, <laughs> yeah. but we didn't have a ducted unit until now. Yep. So I guess we got the benefit of having to wait. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, you found yeah. out about some of those added features. Right. Yeah. And, and right. not only do you sell the RBAC silencer, but filters and other accessories for people. Yeah, so you know, through the development stages of the RVA sensor and selling it in rallies and whatnot, I've been getting feedback from customers that I had before that bought one of the silencers and then had a rig that they worked on. And then they, all of a sudden they said, oh, we're buying a new rig and they went to a bigger one and now they have what they call a fully ducted system. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you don't see the air conditioner on the inside. Oh. Okay, they have filters off to the side or maybe it's behind a decorative wood pieces or whatnot. And they've asked me, well, how come I don't call, sell the filters? They love the filter. <laughs> we want those filters. I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know why I'm not. Right? <laughs> I guess I never really thought Just of it. didn't think of it. So I'm like, okay, I can cut these. I'm cutting everything else. It's not, right. a, not a problem. <laughs> so, 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 you know, as the shows go on, I say, give me your sizes you need, and I'll start cutting them. And now I've got about, I don't know, probably 10 different sizes right now of different huh, filters. Wow. And we add to it every day. Great. I've got one gentleman that has a, a nice Newmar coach. We added all filters and hills. And lo and behold, he on the weekends when he's got nothing else to do and he's not camping, he owns a boat. Ah. I guess what he needs on his boat. Oh, yeah. Filters. Man. It was for his refrigerator. I think it was refrigerator or something or ice makers, whatever it is. But... I come uh, filters for that even so yeah why not you know nice. like, he's a good customer you know yeah. take care of our guys right our people so that's awesome definitely the filters many of you have out there the five and a quarter round filters is one of the popular ones out there problem with those is to be able to service and clean the foam that's in there you have to take the assembly down off the ceiling and take them apart yeah remember how we said earlier yeah. the plastic can get brittle through time this plastic doesn't tend to last yeah right so a couple years later you go it pulls apart and then these you have pieces in your hand you have a broken piece right and now you can't put the filters back in thus you can't use the air conditioner mm -hmm. and now you're running 25 30 miles to try to find these pieces yeah. yeah the nice thing with my filters that you can vacuum them you can leave them up there and just vacuum them they that won't come 100 percent clean but they'll come 50 to 75 percent clean you're just going to remove i call it a cake off it yeah. Right. Like in my RV, I take them down once a year and we do wash them because we do cook in the RV and we do end up with some grease up in there. Right. So you want to, you know, for cooking and stuff like that. So again, depends on how you use the rig. But even if you wash them every other time, it still saves a lot of wear and tear on those plastic pieces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I have to ask, Wacko Products. So that's the name of your company. It is. How did that come I about? I mean, there's nothing wacko about putting a silencer <laughs> on your RV. <laughs> well, it's marketing. You know, right? It was right. available. Yeah. But really what happened was, you know, again, like we said earlier, I'm a camping guy. You know, family, we're all camping people. And uh, we'd go camping with our friends on the weekends and whatnot. And they'd say, what kind of crazy thing did you do this week? Or an idea did you come up with? <laughs> this was one of them. And my wife would let me call it crazy. So right. she wacko. She's, no way. I'm like, there's the name right there. You know? Wow, that's pretty cool. Well, we really like this product quite a bit. Made here in the USA? 100% made in the USA. So that's something, too. And... Heck, if you go to, I always suggest you go to these RV rallies. There's a chance that you'll run into you. Yeah. Well, you'll always run into well, you, right. but <laughs> someone else does. There's a chance and, uh, to find Daryl and Wacko Products and get one of these RVAC silencers and have a nice quiet day in the air conditioning and watch TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, or listen to the Stressless Camping Podcast. Or listen to the there Stressless Camping Podcast. There you go. <laughs> and anybody that likes our product that wants to earn some extra cash and do rallies and stuff like this, I am looking for people to do these rallies and shows and stuff for me too. Great. Huh. Obviously, I'm looking for a customer that has used it, that understands the product, to promote our product. Yeah. It sells it really easy. Yeah. It's your schedule. That's an opportunity right there. I'm All not right. the type of person I want to micromanage. You're retired or you're on your own schedule. That's why you're RVing. You set your schedule, you do what you want. Especially high fuel prices right now. Yeah. Who would want to make a little extra cash, right? right. right. Yeah. You're going to go to the rally anyway. Right. Yeah, you make yeah. some extra money. That's you know? brilliant. Right. I love yeah. it. So just keep that in mind. There you go. Well, thank you, Daryl. It's a pleasure to spend time with you. We yeah. really like our RVAC silencer, and you can buy yours online or... Find us at a rally. Yeah. You know, we usually try not to put a time, a time limit at all on our podcast episodes, but if this is August 2022, it's Thursday... The FMCA convention in Lincoln, Nebraska goes until Saturday. Yeah. Get on over here. You'll be here. <laughs> yeah, we'll show you ours and Daryl will sell you his. That's right. <laughs> we'll have a line at your door. Yeah. There you go. Should we get handout numbers? Yeah. I think so. Well, we, we may have beer. <laughs> well, awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for hanging out with us again. Thank you for helping us get the Wacko installed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and for always being there for us. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. We love being part of the largest club of RVers with events, rallies, tours, resources, and more. And you can be too. That's the FMCA, and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits. Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together. It's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location. But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more. And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road. Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's Roadside Assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years. Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our Discounts and Deals page at StresslessCamping.com. Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. 
Now that's stressless camping. Our question of the week last week, thank goodness everybody answered, gave me the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a test. It's just, it's a, not a, test. just a way and, to weigh in. And uh, usually we don't say there's a right answer because it's usually kind of a, a preference sort of a thing. But last week I asked, do you slow down for wind or other foul weather? And if any of you had said you speed it up when it started to get windy or rainy, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> Well, nothing, but... Well, nothing. I just wouldn't... I would have been sad. But luckily, everyone who responded, you know, obviously knows that it's good to slow down. Our new friend Bill said that he slows down even more when it's snowing. Wait, what's that? I don't know, but apparently it's a thing that you should slow down for. Oh, man. <laughs> we have those questions of the week on our fun and friendly Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group, but we answered it ourselves because coming here to the rally, oh, yeah. we went through some like totally nutso rain. I mean, it was crazy. It was raining super, super hard. Yeah. And, and trucks were just flying around the side of us and passing us up. So yeah. I, I took a little video and posted it yeah they were just blazing by us it was it was nuts they obviously do not slow down although those of you who have driven commercially answered and said in fact james has been doing it was doing it for 37 years so i know that people know that out there i guess those people just didn't think it was bad so anyway this week what i'd like to know is since all we've been talking about is going to rallies and buying stuff do you go to rallies? Yeah, we certainly have been doing our fair share of rallies. This is the gadget palooza because we have been in the rally palooza. Rally palooza, <laughs> that's right. And as Tony said, you can answer this question, any question, you can ask questions, whatever you want. Just come and hang out with us at our fun and friendly Stressless Camping podcast facebook group whoa yeah and once again you know we do our once a week newsletter which is absolutely free you'll find links to stories videos podcasts and all of that to help you get the most out of your rv experience just visit our website and you can sign up at the bottom of the page of any page if you forgot to sign up the first time you visited because there was a pop-up that time <laughs> and we just use it to send you one email per week remind you about the podcast tell you about any important things that we've seen out there in the rv world and that's all we do with that list yep you'll find the show notes for this episode episode 165 on the podcast page at stresslesscamping.com and there will also be photos and links and all of that stuff and also on stresslesscamping.com don't forget to check out our deals and discounts page because that's where you find the best deals for the things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure man if you've got a great deal for our audience contact us we would love to share awesome stuff and deals with them and then once you're done checking out all those pages on the stressless camping page at the top right, you can find links to jump off to all the social places that you want to visit us. And of course, if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stresses Camping Podcast, it's, it's free. Yep, and you can subscribe on any podcast app. We are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. That's true. And we like to remind you that a review really, really helps us. It helps other people find us. It helps Apple know that people are listening. And when we get more listeners, we get 
more great guests. Yes, we do. There was a review by PictureHound83 on Apple Podcasts. Beautiful five-star review. One of the things we always love to hear, we're full of information and very funny. Well, yep, full of something, that's there for sure. You go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, PictureHound83, for that. Yep, absolutely. We sincerely appreciate your being here with us once again this week. Coming to you from the FMCA's 105th convention and potentially we may see you here right right anyway if we do or don't we hope you're enjoying some awesome stressless camping and most of all happy, happy camping. camping we hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure we're honored by your reviews on apple podcasts which helps others find us too don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! <laughs>